What's going on, everyone? This podcast is being sponsored by The Rise Up Project. For those of you that do not know about The Rise Up Project, it is a two-day all-women's mastermind event where we will help each student realize their own self-imposed limitations that may be holding them back in their life and or business. In this two-day mastermind event, each student will be faced with physical, mental, and emotional challenges to help build their mental toughness and grit. They will also learn business and leadership fundamentals from like-minded entrepreneurs and elite coaches to help take their business to the next level. Look, if you're ready to level up in all areas of your life, then hit the link in our description below and apply now. Trust me, you do not want to miss this life-changing experience that will rock your core. Welcome to Overnight Success U. At OSU, we're here to be the hub for those who operate on the edge and to build the best education platform for those longing for success, ultimately through the proximity of mentors and masters of the 10,000 hour rule. As always, I'm Mark Forster, aka Professor Doughboy, here to walk through the curriculum. Look guys, today in class, Chris Rude is with us. Now Chris is a real estate investor, real estate wholesale coach, and a serial entrepreneur. With over $9 million worth of real estate, along with seven other companies, he will show you how to make an extra stream of income using his top methods in the wholesaling industry. Guys, do not skip around and pay close attention. On top of this, Chris kept it raw and authentic for all of us, especially with this economic situation upon us. He is going to show you and talk to you about how to stay on the offense during this time period. What's going on, guys? Mark Forster, Overnight Success University, a.k.a. Professor Doughboy. And what we have today um, is a very special guest. We have Chris Rude. He is the founder of Hustle Wholesaling. Uh, number one way to get started in real estate, also specializes in, again, wholesaling, fix and flip, uh, wholetailing, as well as mobile home parks. Uh, he's also the author of The Source of the Deal. Chris, appreciate you, man. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. No, thank you. Thank you. Uh, before we get into really, obviously, what's going on in the current state and the current environment and everything, I really wanted to take it back. I wanted to take it back to you. I um, wanted to hear about your upbringing. wanted to hear about you as kind of a, a young adult and, and really what transpired before you got into it. We'll let that uh, motorbike pass. I'm sorry, I'm going to record my Y'all good. On the beach. So, um, so what transpired me to make me the person I am? Is that what you said? That's it, man. Man, I've always been a seeker of knowledge, always. I've always had a free spirit. Like, I never, as a young child, like, I knew something wasn't right. Like, the shit they rammed down your throat as a kid didn't make any sense to me. And I knew that, uh, I knew something wasn't right. And I, and I wanted I wanted to know the truth about life. And I wanted to know the truth about 
you know, how to make money, how to, you know, how to do certain things, how to be successful. And um, I remember just going through high school and college and being like, dude, this, none of this shit makes any sense. Um, I don't know. Like, it doesn't, it does, nothing makes sense. So I always did, like, uh, right after college, I just went on a deep dive personal development and um, deep dived more or less um, self-education, right? And I followed people that were really doing well, and I just listened to them. And, and, I, and I just kept skilling up and almost mentored myself to a point where, you know, I felt like um, my awareness had gotten a lot higher than, than, I, than, than where I was, you know, say when I was in my 20s. Because, you know, just you're getting real, real information and knowledge from people that are actually super successful, right? Yeah. Yeah, you you go to college and you and you get mentored by a guy in finances or business who's never ran a business, but has a master's degree in business management, but never ran a business. How, how does that make any sense? You're getting you're getting taught by a teacher um, who probably makes thirty grand a year, who's probably miserable and not very successful. So. Um, yeah, so I mean, to, to make a, I'm, I'm kind of getting long winded. Like, I, I've just been a seeker of knowledge. That's all. I just, I want to know. I want to know the real reason behind things. Right, right. And it kind of, um, I think that's where all of us are at. I mean, especially now, I'm sure for those that aren't uh, willing to contract, I'm sure people are definitely looking for answers and looking for those next opportunities. And I want to talk about that Facebook Live you did. But before I do that, um, you know, you mentioned a book in there immediately after that Facebook live, I went and I downloaded the audible of it. Um, the creature of Jekyll Island or something like that. Yep. What other books really kind of did you lean into when you first started? And, um, was it always finance driven and, and your curiosity around that? Um, oh, there you are. uh, it's, it depends on which topic you're talking about. Cause I mean, we can go, we can, you know, we can talk about personal development. We can talk about real estate. We can talk about entrepreneurship, or we can talk about the powers that be, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Yeah. What, what, what was the first, so let's, you, you know, you stated personal development was where you kind of started. Was there a specific book that you gravitated towards maybe multiple times? Well, man, there was a multitude of books from different, um, from different people. Right. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I followed, man, I followed so many people, Jim Rome, um, yeah. Robert Kiyosaki, Grant Cardone, um, uh, people like, um, Darren Hardy, like I just, people that are promoting betterment, like how to, you know, get better in life, how to, you know, just anything that helps you become a better person. Right. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And you know, within that betterment, within that personal development, um, again, in that Facebook, you did mention uh, Robert Kiyosaki and some of the influence he had on you in terms of the powers that be. Um, so before and, and Grant Cardone, even, I know that you were on his show. Um, it was maybe a few years ago now. Um, I know you were on his show talking about wholesaling and everything like that. What led you into that? Like what type of, were you doing odd jobs before you got into wholesaling? Before I got into wholesaling, I started a business out of the back of my truck when I was 22 or 21 or 22 years old, right out of college, or I was still in college. 
changed, I started changing oil out the back of my truck while I was in school studying business. And I, man, I blew that business up into the biggest oil change franchise in my town. I, st- I started that company out of the back of my truck with a hundred dollars, a set of tools, wrenches, and um, turned it. And I, at one time, by the time I graduated college, I was making a hundred grand a year, just going around from place to place, handing out business cards. Then I, I said, I can't scale this. So I need to get some shops. So I rented out my first store, doubled my income once I rented out that store. Then flipped my first property, made 125,000 on flipping a house, which was really just really good timing. And I took that and I bought a second location. And then I flipped a piece of property on the bayou where I lived because I was going to build a house that made 30, 35 grand, like three months. Took that and put it as a down payment on another shop, bought a foreclosure, fixed that up, flipped that in 18 months, made another 60 grand, put that down on, on some more shops. And, and I, I used real estate to fund my mechanic slash all change business to the biggest all change franchise in my town. And that's kind of my entrepreneur, 50,000 foot entrepreneur story. Yeah. Yeah. So for those that aren't aware or maybe didn't um, see you on the grant show, or maybe you're just kind of stumbling upon you for the first time, what was the thing that led you from the oil business to real estate? Was, Was real estate always in the back of your mind? Like what was the thing that got you into even wholesaling specifically? Yeah. I mean, I got into real estate because I had enough. Well, let me back up. 2005, Hurricane Katrina hit, or it was 2006. Remember when Hurricane Katrina hit? Yeah. In New Orleans? Well, it hit New Orleans. It displaced millions of people, and everybody started moving to, to Baton Rouge, Atlanta, Houston. And a lot of those people moved to Lafayette, where I lived. And this is the pre bust of the 2008 real estate bubble. So the market was already inflated, and I had just built a house like three or four years before that. And and when everybody started moving to Lafayette, there was no houses as it was. So supply and demand, you have a high demand with no supply to drive the price up. The prices were already high in real estate because this is pre-2008. So it, like, it, it doubled almost in like six months. So I had enough awareness. And I told my wife, I said, listen, we should probably look at selling our house because we can make a lot of money. So she agreed with me. So we painted a couple of rooms in our house, landscaped the front and put it on MLS. And we sold it in 30 days and made $126,000. And uh, that was the start of my real estate journey. That was just by chance. I hadn't read any books. I hadn't read any Robert Kiyosaki books. And I didn't know. I just knew that you can make a lot of money in real estate. Took that 126000 bought a motivated, uh, bought a shop from a motivated quick loop car wash or uh, mechanic shop owner and got a really good deal on that. And then from there, I kept flipping a few real estate deals. Then I got, I had four shops within like three years. I got so busy with the oil changes that I kind of, quit doing the, the real estate for a while because I had 33 employees and I was managing. I was making a lot of money doing that. Did that for a couple of years, took all the money I made from the quick loop uh, oil change car wash business. And I bought up two and a half, three million dollars with single family homes, investing in single family homes, thinking I was going to get into real estate. Well, 2014 came and the oil field crashed in the South here in Louisiana and Texas and almost lost everything. Like I was buying deals too expensively because I was just making a bunch of offers on MLS and buying deals at 80 cents on the dollar. And all of my oil change shops at the same time were losing revenue every single month when the oil crashed. Because most of our, our accounts were fleet accounts from oil field. They either went bankrupt or they moved to Texas. So right around the same time, I was YouTubing and, and just typing in real estate investing and I found wholesaling. Somebody said something, I was like, what the, how do you wholesale real estate? So 
was this black guy talking about wholesale. I was like, I can do that. It made a lot of sense. So I actually wholesaled some of the single family homes I had because they were going vacant because everybody's losing their job. And I made a couple, you know, thousand here, 2000 there, five grand here. I decided, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to hire some mentors. So I hired three mentors back to back to back on how to show me how to wholesale. And I freaking slaughtered the game because the economy was crashing in Lafayette in the, in the South. And there was deals coming up everywhere. People were needing to sell their house. And I freaking, I was making 50, 60, 70, 80,000 a month wholesaling. And from there, I, I just basically told the guys that work in my shops, I said, Hey, look, I get through them. The keys I said, don't, don't call me unless somebody is dying. I'm doing this full time. And I haven't looked back. And uh, from there, I've just been scaling into multiple states. I, I'm in six markets and four states doing that now. And then, I, then I've expanded into apartments and, and mobile home parks. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. And I, again, I don't know too, too much about it. Uh, I know it's highly transactional. I know that much. You know, um, why would you say that it is one of the number one ways to get your start, your foot in the door in yeah. real estate? That, that's, all, that's a great question because it's, is the barriers to entry are so low. You don't have to borrow money from a bank. You don't have to get a loan. You're not actually buying the property. You're just controlling it. And that's why I talk about that in my book, The Source of the Deal. You can get a free copy, by the way, at thesourceofthedeal.com and read about it and how I got started. But basically, you're just a middleman. You're finding a motivated seller who has a problem. You're getting their house on the contract. And then you're assigning your rights to the contract to an investor for a fee. So if you buy a house that say 65 cents or you get a house under contract for 65 cents in the dollar, you're assigning your rights to the contract to an investor for say 75 cents in the dollar and you make a quick five, 10, 15, sometimes 40, 50 grand. I got a deal yesterday. We locked up. We're, we're going to make $70,000 on now. That's a unicorn deal. I don't make that every deal. That's like, you know, we might do a deal like that three or four times a year. The average wholesale deal is probably 10 to 15 grand. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that honesty too, you know, cause it's, it's nice to be realistic with, with all of this, but absolutely, you know, one thing that, for example, I'm in the, uh, the payment processing space, again, a space that's very transactional. So one thing that I know about it is the amount of effort, um, that sometimes it goes when you have to get a deal and then you get one. Okay. It's on to the next one. So like, because it's so highly transactional, what would you say are some of the big hurdles that you faced first starting out um, or even today? Thinking that you, you, you can't do it, right? Because I remember, I remember people posting checks on YouTube. They made 30 grand here, 20 grand there, $10,000 check. I was like, man, how are they making all that money? Barely like they, and they literally had like an hour worth of work. And I was like, this can't be real. It sounds like a scam. It sounds like somebody's just trying to sell you a bill of goods. So I had a limiting mindset too. And so I remember the, the, after the first 30 days after my mentorship, I had $47,000 in closings that month that has, haven't closed yet. And I, I was remembering thinking to myself, like, this can't be real. Like, am I really going to make $47,000 by myself when I had 33 employees? And for me to make $20,000 net with all my shops was pretty tough because of just all the moving parts, right? And I was able to make $47,000 by myself flipping contracts. So a lot of it is mindset, thinking that you can't do this, but you can. It's a real business. I mean, you're basically like the Amazon of real estate, state, right? What does Amazon do? They find sellers of products, and they find buyers of products, and they, they match them together, and they keep a spread. It's no different than wholesaling. You're finding motivated sellers, cash buyers to buy their deals. You match them together. You keep a spread. I love that. I love that. I mean, you literally just simplified the whole you know, journey, I guess, the whole industry of that. Um, 
because I was kind of still skeptical as to like really what's going on with the whole process. So that was very, very informative for me, at least. And I'm sure everybody listening as well. You know, one thing I also want to ask, um, because even if you are first starting out, like for example, now I'm reading up on it. I'm thinking, oh, this is kind of cool. What, what do you look for in a deal? Like where's someone looking? Um, are they looking in specific neighborhoods at first? You know what I mean? Um, is it just, is it gut instinct? Like wh- what do you find when you're looking at a deal? Obviously numbers right. must be included. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, it's 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 a more specified technology and and, and targeting that you you obviously like. I mean, you know, I got million dollar homes around me right now. That these people typically don't get the stress. Like, you want to go in the working class, middle class, and below, as far as your targeting. Um, you know, I wouldn't target million dollar homes. You want to target, you know, the masses, right? The masses are are, are living in one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand dollar houses and below. Uh, hundred thousand dollar houses. That's where you're going to target for motivated sellers. You're going to maybe send them a, a direct mail piece, put out bandit signs. We buy, we buy houses, right? Run Facebook ads in certain areas, you know, targeting people that need to sell their property. It's, it, it's, it's not a gut thing. It, it's, it's more of an exact science. Yeah. Do you stay in like, um, you know, like a C level or a B level property? Like, do you, is that the, the main target? Yeah. The majority okay. of the houses I buy are, are C and B style houses. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So the big thing, um, you know, especially when you first started and I'm sure even to this day, how powerful would you say communication is for your business? Man, communication is the most powerful thing in anybody's business, right? He who communicates the most and the best is going to win. My whole brand is skills, get the deals, right? And, And when I say skills, like it's people skills, you know, the reason, you know, the reason I was really good at wholesaling is because I was a, naturally a great communicator. I was really good at sales. I communicated at a high level. I know how to listen really well. I know how to come across and give my point really well and, and be intentional with my message. And um, dude, communication is the number one skill you can learn, which, you know, which equates to being good at sales. So, I mean, if you're watching this, you're a young guy. Like if you don't have, you feel like you don't have any skills, like master sales and communication. Yeah, pick up the book. Uh, there's a book I just read. It's the basics of, uh, of communicating and sales. It's how I raised myself from failure to success through selling. Guy wrote this book like back in the 1920s. One of the best books on the fundamental basics of how you communicate, being a good listener. You know, um, you know, just all the basic things that you really need to know to be be good at, at at sales. And it's not like you don't have to be a genius. Like I'm not a. I was actually somewhat of a you know, introvert growing up and, um, well, maybe not an introvert, but I was shy. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's a skill you develop it. Right. So you watching this, you're like, man, I'm just a hermit. I don't like talking to people. I mean, most, most people, most people develop a skill over time. You're not going to become a superstar overnight at sales. You got to work at it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you just mentioned that too, because that was literally going to be my next question. It's like, just to emphasize that to the, to the listener and to the audience, you know, you had to work at, at communicating. You Absolutely. practiced, right? Like it's, it's something that you master. And I think that so many people, you know, especially when they get into whatever field it might be, they, they, their mindset is I either have it or I don't. But really it's, yeah, but are you paying attention to it? Are you yep. trying to develop it? And are you trying to learn it? 
So that's just something that I'm glad that you kind of just went into uh, organically because it was something that's obviously top of mind, but it's important, man. It's huge. You know? Yep. So leading into your communication, um, if you're not following Chris, I would absolutely start to, and and we're going to have all of his information in the show notes for you. And we'll go over that in a little bit, but his level of communication touched me so much uh, just this past week, uh, a few days ago. Obviously, everyone knows what's going on entering into this economic shift now. And um, dude, that Facebook Live was raw and it got my attention. And leaning into this shift and everything that is going to be unprecedented coming soon, like talk about your plan. Like talk about how are you going to stay on the offense here? And, you know, maybe a tip for, like you had mentioned, why is now the best time to start? Yep. Well, I mean, real estate is, you make a boatload of money in real estate and and bad economies, not good economies. Anybody can make money in a good economy, but you make money when you buy, right? So with that said, all the prices are coming down you need to go all in, right? And wholesaling actually shows you how to find all the people who need to sell fast. So with that said, wholesaling is a recession-proof business, which I talk about in my book, and I talk about it in a lot of the interviews that they would grant Cardone. And this is, this is the time to learn how to get into real estate. And you should start with wholesaling. Um, with that said, you know, you know, real, you know with, the, with the economic climate that's going on right now, we're all going to take some type of ass whooping. Don't it? like, I can't sit there and say, Oh, I'm going to just make everything's going to be lollipops and rainbows. No, like I lost $75,000 just this week on a business that I just started because all this going on. So I've already taken my first ass whooping just this week. Um, we're all going to, everybody on here that's listening is going to be affected by this. It's how you respond that that's going to count. So with that said, I know that my wholesaling business is still going to do well. Because, it, because it's going to create a lot of motivated sellers. So I'm doubling down on that business and I'm backing off from any other businesses that are non, non-essential businesses. Like, you know, right now, like if you're selling boats and four-wheelers or trying to, you know, manufacture a, uh, a new wizard that's not a non-essential product, like you're going to get hoes. Like get into something that is recession-proof. You know, the grass is still going to grow if the economy crashes. Pools will still need to be clean. Cars will probably still need to be washed. Get into a business that actually is not going to go away based off of what's going on. There will be businesses that actually even boom in a recession, which, you know, food storage uh, is probably boom. Uh, what else is going to boom? My whole selling business is going to boom. Online transactions are going to boom. If you can start an online business, that's going to boom. Anything that you can facilitate the need and wants of someone that can't do what they used to, and they're trying to get what they, they're trying to solve a problem. Look at what problems you can solve and create a business around that right now. Like, I, I can't make it up for you. Like, I'm just trying to think out loud for you guys, but you got to get creative. You're going to have to use your imagination. And you're going to have to look and think, look at, there's a problem right there. How can I solve that? Let's start a and, and start a service-based business, guys. The, the way the key thing right now is to start a service-based business that doesn't require money or products. It just requires you doing trading out a service or a labor, like maybe you know, like Uber Eats, picking up food for people and driving, going, going to uh, you know. There's all kind of different services where you pick up food and bring it to people. Like 
get creative. Like I'm not here to solve your problem. I'm here to give you some ideas and get you to think. Right. Yeah. But yeah. With that said, you know, my, my forte is real estate. Like, you know, in the 1920s, when the, when our 1930s, we had the, the great depression, right? More millionaires are created out of the great depression any time in history because there's so much opportunity. All asset prices come down. That's when you should buy. That's when you should go all in. That's what I'm doing. Right. Um, I, that's what I'm focused on. I'm fo if you want to know what I'm doing, I'm focusing hundred percent on real estate. I'm focused on raising private capital, wholesaling a lot more, wholesaling, flipping, and uh, doubling down on my marketing to find more deals. Cause there's going to be a ton of deals out there. Right. Right. And one thing I was like, very, and I appreciate everything that you're saying so far, by the way. And, and I really like people listening, it's raw and it's real, but it's, I mean, it's, it's the truth. So, you know, Chris saying that like, we're all going to get hit. Like, it's not a joke. Like you, you can't dance around this. Like you, you're not going to be able to hide away from this type of stuff. So there's people that are going to be able to a year from now, like we're, we're all still going to be living, but like a year from now, who's going to be living with a lot less because they stayed in denial and yeah. who's going to be more prosperous. And that's like the raw truth that you delivered those other two days of just like what you were seeing and really like if people just open up their eyes to that, you know, the control you were trying to say and all that, that it's the truth. I mean, I, I'm not making this up. Like people are sheep. Most people on this planet are sheep. They believe what the media tells them without any concrete proof. Like, the, the, the world is shutting down over a cold. Think about it. Over a cold. The, the virus they're talking about is a different strain of the flu. More people died of the flu last year than, than all the people on the planet died of corona in the past six months. It doesn't make any sense. So there's, you have to back up and say, ask your question, why and who benefits? Why and who benefits? They've been trying to crash this economy for a while now, right? When I say they, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, you probably think, oh, this guy's a fucking conspiracy. No, dude, like there's a deeper meaning to all this. There, there's a thing called the deep state, right? Whether you believe it or not, there's, there's, there's the, uh, you know, you call it the Illuminati. People call it the Illuminati. People call it the Freemasons. Like there's people behind the scenes, the puppet masters controlling all of this. This is a worldwide, worldwide organization that that planned, orchestrated, and infiltrated every possible vestige of media, uh, big banking system, um, the big corporations, and they orchestrated this, and this is a controlled collapse. If you really think the whole world is going to go into a Great Depression and ruin millions upon millions of people's lives over a fucking cold that have the same symptoms as the, as the flu that has a 1% chance of killing people and on top of that the only people that really kills are people that are already on the verge of death because they're already sick and have a complicated or, 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 or immune system you're blind you're freaking blind think think for yourself like the whole world's on hold because fox news and cnn said it's a pandemic and and they're they're making everybody go hysteria like and you may watch this and think i'm fucking bad shit crazy hey maybe i am but at least i'm thinking right because i don't know one person that has corona right now and i've asked every single person i know nobody knows anybody that knows of anybody that even knows of anybody but yet we're shutting down the whole economy worldwide over something that's 
not even a pan. They say they call it a pandemic, but I, I don't call it a pandemic. I call it a, it, it's, it's a, it, shit, I don't even know what to call it. It's the weirdest, it's the most strangest thing I've ever seen in my entire existence. Like yeah. they're actively trying to shut down the whole, in 2000, listen guys, this is going to get bad. In 2008, this was a real estate crash. In 2014, we had an oil and gas crisis. In 2020, this is an everybody crash. Everything is shut down. I'm sitting in my beach house in, in Florida. You can't even walk on the beaches. You can't even go to a restaurant. Everything is shut down. It, it makes no logical sense over a cold. Right, right. Well, and, and like at the end of the day, I know a lot of listeners, um, especially listeners of, of Overnight Success, like, look, in 2008, I was still too young to even really know what the hell was going on. But now it's, you know, now it's like, okay, it's real. Now it's like, okay, I'm old enough. I'm aware enough. I listen to people like you. Now I'm trying to peel the curtains back. So it's like, for the first time, I'm really getting impacted. I'm really going to have to deal with this shit. Where before it was like, my parents would just like, tell me some stuff. You know what I mean? So like, you've dealt with it. So you know what, what, what's to come. And, and again, you've done your homework, obviously, with everything else. Like, for someone that's never dealt with this type of thing before what would you recommend like uh, okay their their discipline to look like like what does a schedule look like like where do they need to say all right you know like you said economize everything like where does their attention need to be on right now yeah first thing you do is economize that's the you're gonna cut out in your life everything that you normally do. like for us we you know we eat out all the time like we have five kids, you know, we just, we, we try to, we eat out because it's just, it's a lot easier than cooking every night. For sure. So we, probably, so we spend a ton of money on eating out. So boom, we just cut all that out. We're not eating out anymore. We're cooking everything. So that's, we could probably save a couple grand a month just by doing that. Two, anything that's unnecessary. Like my wife loves to go buy coffee in the morning at Starbucks. I'm cutting that out, right? It's not, it's a non-necessity. Three, I'm going to, um, basically double my workload whatever i was doing before which i already worked like a mule i'm going to double that effort because it's going to i'm going to have to change my routines and habits because what what i was doing before is just not going to work you're going to have to if you guys are working 40 hours a week you're going to probably have to work 60 to 70 hours a week to get through this so you economize and then you outwork the situation outcreate it three you figure out a side hustle like i talked about in the live like you need to get a side hustle start go buy some you know, some lawn equipment or landscaping business. That's a, that's a service cutting grass, pool cleaning, um, you know, washing cars, whatever you can do to generate extra in income to, to have, to have two or three sources of income, do it. Uh, you're probably gonna get laid off from your job. Half of Americans will probably be laid off here in the next 60 to 90 days, to be honest with you. We lost 20, we lost 2.5 million jobs just this week. We have a report. Next week, that's supposed to double. The week after that, it's supposed to triple and quadruple and keep on. Where's the bottom at? I don't know. If they keep everything shut down, at least 50 to 60% of Americans ain't going to have a job. That is so, wild. It's wild. It's crazy. It's complete insanity. I mean, and, that like um, hits you in the fucking, like, like just the gut, dude. Yeah. So what do you do? You know, yeah. you only, you do what you can control and what you can control is your immediate surroundings and you can cut back on everything that you you know that you normally do going you like to go to the movies all the time if you got cable tv cut out your cable tv cut out netflix cut out whatever like 
right now is not the time to chill or freaking hang out or be entertained. Right now is the time to go to work and get industrious, economize, get industrious, and think outside the box. And how can I add value to, yeah. to people's lives so I can try to make it through this? Right. Dude, like as soon as that live was done, uh, I don't know even, I haven't slept at all. I've just been thinking about it. Me and my wife, maybe two hours ago, we just sat down. We did exactly what you were saying. All right, dude, what are we clipping? Exactly. Cable, Netflix. We just went through the list because I'm trying to get prepared and I'm hearing you. As soon as you hear you, as soon as you hear Grant, as soon as you know, like you mentioned, as soon as Disney shuts down, like people need to be on alert. And, you know, I'm talking to my parents and they're like, oh, this is a good thing. We're going to be safe. And I'm thinking to myself like, no, we're fucked. You know, so I appreciate you just being honest about everything. And I really appreciate that value. Like those are solid tips that anybody can pick up if they just are willing to do the work. So that being said, what if a side hustle is going to be, say the first side hustle would be like wholesaling. What does that mean in terms of like capital? Like, like what do we need in terms of resources? Yeah, you're going to need to, um, I mean, with wholesaling, you, you got to spend, because at the end of the day, all the wholesaling is, is a professional marketing business. You're, you're marketing to motivated sellers. So yes, you, de- you do need some capital to spend money to generate leads, to run ads, to send direct mail, Facebook ads. So typically I tell my students, like, you need, you need to start off at a minimum of 500 to 1,000 bucks a month in marketing to generate leads, you know? So that's a minimum for wholesaling. Yeah. Um, the more money you spend, the more opportunities you're going to create, the more leads you're going to create, the more money you're going to make. So the more money you spend, the more money you're going to make. So you can't be worried about like, Oh, I'm going to spend this money and lose it. No, you just, you're going to, you're going to blow up your business, especially right now. Like guys, there are businesses out there that make a lot of money in downturns. You just got to figure out which ones they are. Right. 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 And just so, um, this is kind of just selfish for me. How long are you typically holding that? Like holding the, the, the contract? 30 days. 30. Okay. Okay. Yep. Just yep. depend. Does it depend on the motivation? It, it depends on the motivation. If they're going into foreclosure in ten days, then all you got is ten days, right? Right. But if yeah. but if they're but if they're three months behind, because typically people are going to foreclosure for six to eight months. If they're only three months behind, you're fine. You can put it in a contract for thirty or sixty days before you find a buyer or you want to buy it yourself or whatever it is that you want to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then last question, really, and um, I know I already. Um, have a better feeling of what the answer is, but just for listeners, wholesaling, this is what I'm going to do. This is the start. This is my side hustle. This is what, you know, this makes sense. I'm listening to Chris. I'm really valuing his information. I'm going to go look at Chris's content as soon as I'm done listening to this. Where do they start? I know we talked about neighborhoods and stuff like that in terms of like a radius. Are they just, Hey man, what's around me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You master your backyard first. You don't start like driving two and two and three hours away. Just go. I mean, if you want to just like a quick basic thing to get started, go, go order a hundred bandits on saying we buy houses with your phone number, you know, put them out. You'll probably start getting a bunch of calls. People trying to sell their house. It's going to take a little while before this actually sets in. Um, it ain't going to be immediate. The pain hasn't hit yet because it's only been a week or so, but within the next three to four weeks, it's, it's going to, it's going to get real. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I, Chris, man, I just want to say one last thing. And, and every time I, um, I talk to individuals like yourself, um, just people really doing things that us as listeners should be emulating. We like to leave it off with, with a homework assignment. So for the next week, um, 
you know, by Monday, whatever, what would you tell the listeners that they should really focus on in terms of a homework assignment um, yep. that they could implement right away? Yeah, that's a good question. I, you know, you got to have a game plan, guys. Like I would sit down with my wife, like I have already with my wife and say, like, okay, what are we going to do? Be proactive. Don't be the effect of this situation. Be cause, meaning cause things to happen instead of being an effect of other people's causes which we're all the effect of somebody else's cause right now. So you want to stay proactive and cause things in your life to happen that you can control. So I would sit down on my life and be like, Hey, what do we control and what do we don't control and, and separate those two things. Stop thinking about what you can't control and focus on what you can control. You can control your personal economy. You need to tidy up everything in your personal economy. Stop driving around, wasting money, wasting, you know, resources on things that don't, help you breathe, sleep, eat, or shelter, right? Like anything else that those four things don't help you, like cut them out your life and then figure out a game plan, which was, goes back to economize, then figure out a game plan on what you're going to do to create more revenue, which means basically how do I create more value in the marketplace? Because right now, guys, it's the hard truth. Most of you people that are going to watch this are going to have parents or whatever. They, a lot of people are going to be losing their jobs here in the next 30 days to 60 days. I laid off seven people two days ago. Yeah. 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 Look, man, like the one thing that I really do appreciate is not only just all of that raw truth, but you know, just all the data with it too. I mean, there's a lot to this and people still are closed minded. People still are sleeping. People still aren't paying attention over the next weeks, over the next month, Guys, I'm telling you, you need to surround yourself with the right-minded people. And if those are not within your radius, you got to go find them. And whether that's you diving into Chris, whether that's you diving into, you know, a guy like Grant, like find a mentor right now and absolutely lean on them and emulate the steps that they're doing. Because I'll tell you what, like Chris is saying, he studied the past. He studied the depressions. He studied the game. He knows who to follow right now. He's following not only what the successful have done, but him being in a successful position, he knows the right steps. Follow this man if you are in real estate right now. If you're in this industry, you should absolutely be following everything that he has going on. Not only his skills in real estate, but that mindset that he has, right? He's talking about that stoicism of what can you control and what can't you and just lean in on everything that you can control. I appreciate all of that information, man. Where can these guys really lock down and find out more information about you, find out more information about your knowledge with the wholesaling? Um, I know the, the, the source of the deal.com. Yeah. The first thing is just pick up my free book. Like it's a, I'm give, I give that book away and it tells you how to do everything like for free. And it tells you my story. You'll probably have some questions, but it gives you 90% of, of it there. Uh, go to the source of the deal.com, pick up my book. And if after you read it, you want more information, you want, maybe you want to hire me as your mentor, go to chrisrude.com and uh, book a call. Follow me at Chris Rude Entrepreneur. I'm, I do Facebook lives at least once or twice a week and just give content on how to be an entrepreneur, how to be a real estate investor, mindset, personal development, just everything I've learned. You know, I'm almost 40 years old. I've been an entrepreneur half my life. I've been through two depressions. I've almost been, went bankrupt three times. I mean, I've, I've got, I'm well seasoned, right? I'm beat up, but I've, but I've got a lot of wisdom from that. So, um, and I only talk about things that I know, right? I don't, I don't just make up bullshit. Like it's just, and I tell the truth, like I have no agenda, right? 
Stop listening to Fox News, by the way, because they have an agenda. Stop listening to CNN. Listen to all, all these news stations. That's the first thing you could do is stop listening to all those guys because they're going to make you scared shitless if you listen to them because they're going to make you think the world's burning down. You know, to some degree it is, but it's burning down from them saying all the shit that they're saying and, and creating all the fear, right? Yeah. So anyway, but do, go to chrisroot.com, book a call with me and my team if you're interested in me coaching you and um, follow me at Chris Root Entrepreneur on Facebook. Follow me at Real Estate Rude on Instagram. Instagram. And uh, yeah, and just if you want to talk to me, inbox me. Cool. Hey, man. Guys, we're going to have all those in the show notes. I know right now, as soon as this is done, I'm getting that book. I don't know about anybody else, but you guys need to be surrounding yourself with people, as I mentioned. I mean, the guy doesn't, you, you just heard it. People that don't have an agenda know something. People that don't have an agenda are doing positive things for themselves, for their family, for their community, and for the economy. So, Chris, I appreciate you being on yep. here, man. It was an yeah, awesome pleasure. Um, yep. And I will and talk one, to one you. One last thing, too, is if I have 140 videos on YouTube about real oh, estate investing and, and entrepreneurship. We'll watch all that. Go subscribe to my YouTube. Awesome. Awesome. I'll put that in the show notes for everyone too. Guys, be aware. Now is not the time to settle back and to contract and to wait this thing out and to never leave your house like they're trying to tell you. Now's the time to plan. Get with your loved ones. Go through everything that you guys are spending. Get real. Pick up that side hustle. Go follow Chris. He will teach you everything you need if you think real estate might be exactly what you guys need. As always, Mark Forster a.k.a. Professor Doughboy, class dismissed. Thanks for listening to Overnight Success U with Mark Forster, a.k.a. Professor Doughboy. If you like our show, go ahead, leave us a review on iTunes, and be sure to follow me on Instagram at TheMarkForster for daily content, and insight into the day-to-day journey. There, you can also find resources I've provided for access to the OSU community, along with the opportunity to schedule time on my calendar to talk further and go more in-depth as to what challenges you're facing in business and life. Until next week, class dismissed. Welcome to Overnight Success U. Here at OSU, we are able and we are here to be the hub for those who operate on the edge and to build the best education platform for those longing for success, ultimately through the proximity to mentors and masters of the 10,000 hour rule. As always, I'm Mark Forster, AKA Professor Doughboy, here to walk through the curriculum. Look, today we have something special. You're in the middle of our 30 days away challenge. Simply, what would you do if you woke up tomorrow and you had to start all over at zero? What would you do? What would your steps be? I will actively go through this as if I'm starting from zero. These are the exact steps that I am going to utilize for my business. And as you're following this journey, do the actions. 
let's see as a unit, let's see as a community that we're able to come together and we're able to see results in this short amount of time. Take notes, keep your head up. You're only 30 days away. Let's see what we got.